Sister, have you ever struggled with people-pleasing? It's actually something quite common and something that I myself has struggled with. Well, sister, today on the podcast, I have a special treat for you. I have a special guest, Tanya Engesether. She is passionate about helping other women gain a heart knowledge of who they are in Christ, to become fueled by grace, and to find freedom from people-pleasing so that they can create more time for the things that matter most. She's also the host of the Grace-Filled Leader podcast, which is an amazing podcast, by the way. So sister, you are in for a real treat today. Are you so busy and overwhelmed that you can't get enough time to connect with God? Are distractions robbing you of your time with Jesus? Is your motivation to spend time in the Word just not what it used to be? Do you want to be more consistent in your personal Bible study? Welcome home, sister. I'm Rosie, a mom, wife, teacher, and devoted disciple of Jesus. And like you, I struggled to stay consistent with my Bible study. When life got busy, I felt so overwhelmed that spending time in God's Word was no longer a priority. In my hardest seasons of life, my motivation to be in the Bible grew weak. I lost my convictions and walked away from God. But by His grace, my faith was restored and with the conviction to never take God's Word for granted again. If you're tired of letting the enemy steal away your time, energy, focus, and motivation, then sister, this podcast is for you. So go reheat your coffee, dust off your journal and Bible, and get ready to take back your time. Before we start, I want to ask you a few questions. And my sister, I want you to tell me if this is you. You feel like time has been running from you. You've been overwhelmed with a busy schedule. You have daily distractions coming between you and God. Sometimes you even feel unmotivated for Bible study. You've never really developed a consistent Bible study routine, or you did have one, but over time you let it go. Because let's face it, life just got more busy. Sister, I know how that feels because I've been there. This is why you have to be strategic and planful. This is why developing a Bible study routine is the best way to create a lasting habit and the way to grow closer to God. I know, my sister, I know that you want the kind of peace in your heart that only God can give you. I know you want to be clear-minded and focused. You want to actually look forward to your Bible study, even on your most difficult days. You want to actually hear from God every day. And most importantly, you want to grow in your faith. So are you ready to take back your time with God? Are you ready to stop letting the enemy get in the way of your relationship with your father in heaven? My sister, I want to sit down with you to come up with a strategy that can work specifically for you and your unique time needs. A strategy that can help you draw closer to God every day through a consistent Bible study routine that, believe it or not, only takes about 10 minutes or less. Yes, you heard it. <laughs> you only need one call, my sister, to get you started, and you're going to get some quick wins. So, are you ready? Simple. Just go to theintentionalchristianwoman.com to book a call with me today. I look forward to hearing from you, my sister. Tanya, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, it's a privilege to have you on the show. So Tanya, would you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Tanya Ingesether. 
I've actually, my full-time gig is I've been in healthcare for 26 years. So I'm a wife of 26 years. I'm the mom of two young adults. Both of my kids are in their 20s. Um, and I am a leader in healthcare. So my background is as a physical therapist. I was a staff physical therapist for 10 years. And then the last 16 years, I've been in leadership roles um, in healthcare. But more recently, actually, I'm the host of the Grace Build Leader podcast, and I'm a certified Christian life coach. So as I experienced leading a team through COVID and kind of all of the changes that we've seen since then, the observations I made and other leaders um, through that and my own personal experiences, God really planted a seed in my heart to serve women in a different way than I'm able to do in my corporate day job. So that is how my podcast and my uh, Christian life coaching came about. And it's really my mission to help other Christian women leaders become filled with grace and fueled by grace to break free from people pleasing so that they can create more time for the things that really matter most in their lives. Because I want to share the victory that God has shown me in the last several years. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. I can't wait for you to tell us more about that. And because I know that we're going to, so many of us can relate to that and uh, how people pleasing even. It's so funny. I'm like listening to you. I'm like, you're a physical therapist. Like <laughs> you must, you must deal with stress. And, and literally I got, I mean, my listeners know this. I was struggling with vertigo not too long ago. Oh Yeah. yeah and it was the crystals imbalanced and all that. And I'm like, what? What hit that nerve? Uh, probably like start of the school year, stress, lack of sleep, like, and then, and then I'm like, wait, so I got to start like really getting strict on my boundaries here because like, how, how in the world do you let something like that happen? I know it happens a lot. So, but I, I hear you talking about how you're a physical therapist and I'm like, my chiropractor was giving me a lesson the other day. Like, okay, you need to like meditate, relax exercise like you cannot you can't it's so funny Tanya you just oh, it's so funny. great the timing that you're on my show it's it's amazing <laughs> oh <laughs> so, vertigo is terrible like oh it, my gosh it, it is can come on overnight and <laughs> it's, yeah it can be an easy fix depending on what it is but it feels terrible when you're in it so. it is really it's just so uncomfortable and so annoying but you know I mean amen God has pulled me through I'm over it but and I know the techniques to help you know um, help the, the, the crystals align and all that now. And, and that's awesome. But whoo, did I have a lot to learn from that? Oh. So actually speaking of, um, I'd love to start by asking you this question, which I'm sure a lot of I myself and a lot of my listeners are wondering, you know, as you know, in my show, uh, in the podcast, we talk, um, I talk to my listeners, we talk a lot about um, creating a Bible study routine to deeply connect with God. Yeah. And, and um, one of the things that I hear my listeners tell me is, you know, that they lack energy, um, or even like they they're distracted, there's a lot of life imbalance and things like that. And all that kind of comes together here. So I want to ask you something. Is sure. finding true balance and energy actually possible for the Christian woman with a very busy schedule? Tell us about that. Yes, I believe it is. But it's important to have an appropriate understanding of what balance really means and to have realistic expectations uh, as to what that means and really figure out your 
priorities. The fact is, I think women especially, we often wear busy as sort of a badge of honor and we 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 end up putting a lot of busy into our lives besides what we really have to have on our plate. We add to it and it's not always necessarily what God intends for us. And I've discovered that there are just some non-negotiables that I have to prioritize in order to keep my own cup full, in order to be able to pour into others that are most important in my life. And really that came through, I guess, pain and discomfort like most of us, because for far too many years, I tended to save the best for last, if you will, in terms of my time. So the things that are truly my priority and that align most with my values often got little to none of my time. So I was inconsistent in having quiet prayer and devotional time with the Lord. I worked so much that I had virtually nothing left for my family in terms of my time or my energy. Even when I wasn't at work, I was thinking about work. I was answering emails. I was answering text message, text messages. I was having anxiety about what may or may not be coming down the pike. I really had no boundaries around my time and no boundaries around my mental and emotional attachment to my work and the people that I was leading. And so I, I so desperately wanted to be seen as a good leader, a good person, and to gain the approval of everyone to somehow feel like I was of value. Um, I was, I discovered really that I was making the approval of others an idol in my life for literally most of my life, over wow. four decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and that idol proved to be an empty vessel. And it really took me reaching a point of burnout anxiety, unfulfillment to finally reach a place of surrender. Um, And the Lord changed my life and it really came from a place of desperation. So now, sorry, that was a long winded, that doesn't sound like balance at all. Absolutely. My goodness. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear you. I can relate. (laughs) Yeah. And really it came from, I think too, we try to control so much around us. We wear so many hats. We Mm -hmm. worry about our kids. We worry about the future of everything. We try to keep everything in order and, and fix it before it's even happened. And I just came to a complete place of, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm shot. I just cannot do this. I don't know how to keep walking through the door every day. Lord, I surrender this. And through that surrendering and seeking him, he showed me that I needed to focus my attention upward instead of outward. And otherwise, in other words, I didn't have to, and I could not do this on my own. And I couldn't function any longer by making my value based in what other people thought of me, or if they thought I was a good leader or a good wife or a good mom, um, or making making them happy. I I first had to figure out, okay, if if my value isn't in that, what is it? So I had to surrender that desperate need for the approval of others. And that like I don't know what to do. I had to surrender that stuckedness, I guess if you want to say to him, and really seek him and discover what my identity was 
And he showed me that my identity is truly in who I am in him. You know, I am an adopted daughter of the most high king. And I don't, I don't have to earn that. Um, I'll never be worthy of it. So to say in that we're all human, we're all sinners. We weren't deserving of Christ's death on the cross, but he became sin so that we could be redeemed Mm -hmm. and so that we could be brought back into relationship with God. And I think most of my life, I treated my prayer life or my devotional life as an obligation more than a devotion. And as I surrendered sort of all of that need for approval and achievement and attainment, because it was no longer a well that I could draw anything from, as I did that, and the Lord kind of poured into me, his word just came alive to me. And I I got this hunger and this thirst to learn more and understand more and discern more what his will for me was. And I almost came to him more out of a, I need an exit strategy because I don't know if I can do this leadership thing anymore because I'm not sure, you know, coming through COVID was such a hard time for my people and it, it brought about all kinds of reactions And even since then, the workplace is just a different place. It's harder to find employees and their, their manner of being is so different Mm -hmm. that I started to question everything from the past, you know, 20 some years. Am I really a good leader? Did I let them down? I wasn't able to protect them from this really hard thing. They had to do things that they didn't want to do. And it brought about anger, which then made me perseverate on oh gosh, I I always thought I was a good leader and was thought highly of, and now I'm not so sure. Am I good a good leader? What are they thinking about me? And this sort of perpetuating anxiety was occupying my mind. And I didn't, I didn't think I could really survive functioning like that anymore. I certainly didn't want to lead anymore if that's how I was going to feel. So I came to God almost searching for an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And through that work that he was doing in my heart and growing that understanding and that heart knowledge of who I am in Christ, what he did was he filled me up so that I am able to walk through the door every day. I'm now better able to set boundaries around my time. I have more confidence in my leadership because the confidence isn't based in what human beings think of me. It's based in, I have a confidence, a trust in the Lord that he's going to give me all of the words that I need with my people. He's going to lead my every step if I'm focusing my gaze and my attention on him and his will. So all that really matters is how I'm, how I'm doing for him versus for everyone else. Um, So, (laughs) so as I, as I grew in relationship with him and found freedom from that people pleasing, that allowed me to then create boundaries that then allows me to have better work-life balance, more energy. And that energy is almost a supernatural energy because this weight of the world and what the world was thinking of me was lifted off of my shoulders. And it was like physically 
lightening. Like I physically felt lighter, emotionally felt lighter. I now have more energy because I, I feel like I'm fueled with the spirit. Like I don't have to be as worried about everything all the time. I don't have to solve all the problems by myself. I can trust the Lord for everything. And I literally have ongoing conversation with him throughout the day. And so that in itself, like gave me energy, like mm. all, all of a sudden I have his energy because it's the spirit that's, wow. that's filling me and giving me, it's, it's reminding me like, Tanya, you don't have to get back into the pattern of people pleasing and perseverating and having anxiety and panic. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. That then allows me to communicate differently in with truth, but in grace and in love, it allows me to have more confidence in my leadership. It allows me to set boundaries because I'm able to say, you know what, does this, whatever's being asked of my time, Number one, would I be saying yes just to avoid guilt of saying no? Mm -hmm. Would I be saying yes just to please another person, but it really doesn't align with my priorities or what I believe God is leading me toward? And if that's the case, I'm better now able to say, I appreciate you extending me that invitation, but unfortunately, I have other priorities that, that require my time. So I'm able to say no more grace graciously or gracefully mm -hmm. um, and with less guilt. So then it becomes clearer to me what is deserving of my time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the, you know, when you were sharing and thank you for sharing that because, you know, that is, is definitely not easy to share that you're a people pleaser. Nobody wants to be known as a people pleaser or a former people pleaser. I certainly don't. The perfectionist in me, right? Because it's funny yeah. when you were talking, I was, um, remembering and I've also mentioned in my podcast a couple of times. I, I went through this. I, I read this book called Healing for Damaged Emotions. Um, mm -hmm. the, the last name of the author is Siemens. I always forget the name. I think David or something like that. Anyway really good book. And I went through it with uh, a group of, of sisters in Christ. And one of the chapters talks about perfectionism. And in that perfectionism and per being a perfectionist, um, there's people pleasing in there. And mm -hmm. so I was like, Ooh, I can relate to this one a lot, you yes. know? Uh, and so I, you know, once I, once I kind of uncovered that and I was like, I was definitely more self-aware of that. <laughs> and I'm like, I, 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 you know, but even then it's been a process. Like for me, I still have to remember, like, I'm not trying to please people. I'm trying to please God. I, and my husband yeah. and I intentionally sit down in the week uh, before the week starts to talk about our schedule, talk through what we need to do. Cause we, we are also leaders in the church and um, yeah. he, he's a, he's a Bible teacher as well. And so like we, we have a lot of responsibility. We have a family of three. I mean, just all this stuff, right, going on. Um, and so, like, for us, if we, do, and then we have to go through, okay, is this, is this really necessary? Like, is this really important as we, as yeah. we plan for that time, which is the next question I'm going to ask you. But I know for me, like, that helps us, like, when we, when we think about like, okay, what's the priority? I know we want to like hang out with these people and do this and have people over our home because we love being hospitable and we love all these things, right? And we have to be budget conscious and all this other stuff. So how do we make that work? 
uh, without stressing ourselves, definitely without affecting our quality time together, uh, without affecting the kids um, and our times with them. Um, and still prioritizing God and his kingdom, right? That's, that's, that's a tough one. You know, <laughs> it, it, it can be really a, a really tough place to, to try to navigate that. So I guess, yes. oh, mm-hmm. sorry. go ahead. Yes. Yes. Well, it reminded me, I was, I was just thinking too, that, you know, some of the humbling parts of discovering and gaining awareness of people pleasing and perfectionism is that, you know, obviously we it sounds like an unselfish thing. And those of us that are people pleasers think, oh, like we're just, we're servants, which we are, we're serving others. But also generally there's a component of what are we getting out of it? And there comes a place where we have to understand what is it that I'm either avoiding or trying to get from this people pleasing pattern. And all of it, when it comes down to looking for that approval and that worth through achieving or gaining approval or people people pleasing it's a trap right because it's this shallow puddle or this shallow resource that we think we're gaining our you know we're seeing our value in but like i there's a scripture that comes to mind and it's proverbs 29 25 that says fear of man will prove to be a snare but whoever trusts in the lord is kept safe and the lord has really proven that to me that really that that idea that our value somehow exists in the approval of others is really a trap and trying to gain the approval of others or, or this false idea that anything can ever be perfect. It really is a trap. And what Mm -hmm. we need to focus on instead, like you said, is what does the Lord intend for us? What is the work that he, what is the assignment that he has for us? Because even sometimes doing godly work, while it may be God honoring work, sometimes we get into other people's assignments or other people's business. And that's the thing that I've had to, you know, focus on too, is like, there's just some stuff that's not meant for me to worry about, to take care of, to say yes to, because I'm not going to be able to give it my best yes. And it's meant for someone else. So it's, while it might, might be a God honoring thing, it might not be God's assignment for me, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, good point. That is that is such that is such a good point. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, I could I could go on and talk about the eighty twenty rule and how eighty percent of you know twenty percent of the people in church do everything and eighty and like how is yes. that like it's not all the yes people you know all this other all the yeah yeah exactly like no 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 let's let's not go there we can we're gonna spend like an hour and a half here like we could talk <laughs> about this forever. Well, sister, I really hope you enjoyed this interview. This is only part one of our interview. Okay, so stay tuned for the next episode where we will do the part two. We we will get actually very strategic. Tanya will give you some practical tips on time management. All right, sister. Well, I love you and I will see you in the next one. Hey sister, if this episode encouraged or blessed you in some way, then the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. Also, I would love it if you join me in my Facebook community, Intentional Bible Study for Christian Women. There is an amazing sisterhood encouraging one another and praying for each other and sister. 
If you've ever thought about connecting deeper with God through a consistent, powerful, and uniquely designed Bible study routine that works just for you and your time needs, look no further because I am your mentor and friend and your coach, and I can help you. All you need to do is write me at coachwithrosie at gmail.com. You can connect with me there, or you can check out theintentionalchristianwoman.com for more details. Lastly, if you haven't done so yet, I would invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the way that I know this show is blessing you. My sister, I love you. Know that I'm praying for you. And I will see you in the next one.